Spanish vocabulary course. The first ground rule is essential: to relax. If you're tense, you cannot enjoy learning, and you'll miss that sense of excitement and accomplishment that this method would otherwise provide. The second ground rule is equally important: never try to remember. You must avoid old habits, that urge to memorize, to expect rote drills, to take notes, to do homework. Just don't. Ground rule number three: take your time and think things through before you respond. And last but not least, ground rule number four: you must participate, interact, never just listen passively. Following these ground rules was the best way to learn another language. What you understand, you know, and what you know, you will not forget. Now, learning vocabulary is not the same as learning structure. In this Spanish vocabulary course, you will participate as a third member of a very special group made up of two native speakers: one with a Spanish accent, Roberta; the other with a Latin American one. Roberto, as Michelle Thomas explained, the differences in accent are rather minor. Barcelona, Barcelona, Razón, Razón. So do not worry about this. Just do your part to interact actively with us as we reinforce the new concepts and vocabulary that I will be introducing throughout the course. Here's how this course is designed. First, I will introduce a new concept, word, or phrase. Then I will ask you to create your own response by prompting you with, "How do you say?" Whenever you hear me ask you this, hit the pause button. This will give you plenty of time to work out your answer. Please be sure to take as much time as you need. Think things through before you respond, and then respond out loud. Once you have responded, hit the pause button again to continue, and you will hear the correct response that the native speakers or that I will repeat. But in any case, you may want to go back over sections you find tricky at your own convenience. So relax; you will surprise yourself with just how much Spanish you already know or are able to use when you interact with us. And if you're unsure, just repeat a section. It's perfectly all right to review before moving on. In fact, at every stage, Michelle Thomas designed his courses so that it was impossible to move on before you had understood and internalized what he was teaching. One last observation here: as Michelle Thomas told us, a large percentage of English vocabulary is very similar to Spanish, and with a few key transformaciones, transformations. You can create well over two thousand words. He also told us that our vocabulario activo is very limitado in any language. That five hundred to fifteen hundred words in Spanish will make it possible for you to comunicar en español. This course, which is divided into three segments, presents over one thousand words or phrases that, in many cases, You already know, or are just waiting for you to transformar them into español. The first segment teaches over two dozen transformaciones designed to unlock that Spanish vocabulario that you already know as an English speaker. 
The second focuses on reviewing structure. Based on verbs that you have already used in the Michelle Thomas Spanish courses, plus new ones you will learn here. The third and final course segment shares some common everyday Spanish expressions and helpful hints to help you build your proficiency and self-confidence as you venture forth with your newly enhanced Spanish. I am happy, indeed honored to be your coach, as we set out on our adventures in learning Spanish vocabulary the Michelle Thomas way. To quote Michelle Thomas, together we will get that ball over the net. Course Segment 1. Cognates. Let me repeat that as an English speaker, you already know thousands of Spanish words that are just waiting for you to transformar them from English into Spanish. These familiar everyday words share similar roots in Greek and Latin. Consider them your best friends as you build your vocabulario in Spanish. And while they can sometimes be false friends when their meaning is not always the same in Spanish, you can count on them most of the time. That's a real head start. In this first course segment, we'll introduce more than two dozen ways to boost your Spanish using simple little changes. And once you master these handy transformaciones, you'll be able to create many hundreds more Spanish words on your own. Michelle Thomas already taught you many of these handy transformaciones to help you inventar your very own Spanish vocabulario. We'll review these and learn some more. Okay, let's begin. One of Michelle Thomas's very first examples explained how English words ending in I-B-L-E and A-B-L-E are the same words in Spanish except for their pronunciación. Using this handy tool, the English possible becomes posible, pronounced ible in Spanish. So how do you say possible in Spanish? Posible. Yes, posible, with only one S in Spanish, because Spanish is very stingy with its S's. Now, as Michelle Thomas taught us, if esta, spelled E-S-T-A, means this, and situation is situación in Spanish, how would you say, this situation is horrible? Good for you. Esta situación es horrible. Did you hear that ible sound? Please note that H is always silent in Spanish. Michelle Thomas also taught us that salir, S-A-L-I-R, means to leave, and when used with its little friend de, D-E, it means to go out of. In Spanish, you salir de. Okay. If the Spanish word for now is ahora, spelled A-H-O-R-A, and aquí, A-Q-U-I with an accent, means here, how would you say, I want to get out of here now? Quiero salir de aquí ahora. Yes, quiero salir de aquí ahora. And if and is E, the letter Y in Spanish, E, how would you say, this situación is horrible, and I want to get out of here now? Esta situación es horrible y quiero salir de aquí ahora. Yes, 
Esta situación es horrible y quiero salir de aquí ahora. Let's quickly practice a few more of these ible transformaciones. How would you say terrible? Yes, terrible. And impossible? Right, imposible, with only one stingy S. So how would you say, it's impossible for me to do it tonight? Es imposible para mí hacerlo esta noche. Okay. Es imposible para mí hacerlo esta noche. What about permissible? Permisible. Good. So how would you say, it is permissible, but it is not very intelligent? See if you can inventar the Spanish word for intelligent. Once again, it is permissible, but it is not very intelligent would be... Es permisible, pero no es muy inteligente. Good. Es permisible, pero no es muy inteligente. Again, one stingy S. Did you guess the Spanish word inteligente? It has only one stingy L in Spanish. And if you like, you can also use another Spanish word for to permit, admitir. It becomes admisible spelled A-D-M-I-S-I-B-L-E. So what's the English word for admissible? Yes, admissible. Remember that these transformations work both ways, making it easy to recognize Spanish words and transformar them back into English. Listen and look for them as you build your Spanish vocabulary the Michelle Thomas way. Here's another Ible transformación that is close to, but not quite identical with its English counterpart, comprehensible. In Spanish, comprehensible is simply comprensible. Now, if gracias a means thanks to, and using estas transformaciones, how would you say, thanks to these transformations, Spanish is more comprehensible now. Let's break it down. First, thanks to these transformations would be... Gracias a estas transformaciones. Yes, gracias a estas transformaciones. Note we have to be agreeable in Spanish, so we use estas, both feminine and plural, to agree with transformaciones. If you keep in mind that you must always be agreeable in Spanish, you will get that ball over the net. Okay, so once again, how would you say, thanks to these transformations, Spanish is more comprehensible now? Gracias a estas transformaciones, el español es más comprensible ahora. Roberto. How does this sound in Latin American Spanish? Gracias a estas transformaciones, el español es más comprensible ahora. Yes, gracias a estas transformaciones, el español es más comprensible ahora. Did you hear that slight difference in pronunciation? As Michelle Thomas explained, in Latin America, a C before an E or an I is pronounced like an S as in transformaciones.
It is pronounced TH in Spain, transformaciones, and Y and double L in Latin America sound ja or even sha rather than ya. But not to worry. Just relax, let your ear adjust to these different accents. You'll be able to understand what is being said, and others will certainly understand you. And as you may have guessed from my accent, I learned my Spanish in Latin America, so I have an accent like Roberto's. You can also guess that I am not a native speaker. I had to learn my Spanish from scratch. If I could do it, so can you. Time to move on to some A-B-L-E words, which become hable in Spanish. Let's practice some to help you unlock more Spanish words that you already know. I want to encourage you to build your Spanish vocabulario on your own. Okay, so what's probable in Spanish? Right, probable. And acceptable? Aceptable, with only one stingy C. And how would you say, it is not acceptable for me that way, because I need it now? No es aceptable para mí así, porque lo necesito ahora. Yes, no es aceptable para mí así, porque lo necesito ahora. Did you recognize this example? It was one of Michelle Thomas's favorites. But if you feel unsure about structure or vocabulary already presented in the Michelle Thomas Spanish courses, like the word así, for this way or that way, please review these courses as often as you like. This will help you take maximum advantage of the Spanish vocabulary course, which is designed to reinforce and expand upon what you have previously learned, not reteach it. Okay, let's move on. As you know, porque is written as one word in Spanish when it means because. And what do you think the Spanish word would be for notable? Notable. Notable, yes. If but is pero, P-E-R-O in Spanish, how would you say, it is very notable that way, but it is not very popular? Es muy notable así, pero no es muy popular. Sí, yes. Es muy notable así, pero no es muy popular. Now, popular is one of those words that is the same in Spanish, just pronounced differently. There are many, like idea or idea, color or color, and lots of words ending in al, like capital, capital. Now, if central is central, what is general? General. Of course, general, with that g, g sound in Spanish. And what about personal? Good for you, personal. Never be afraid to make an intelligent guess with a look-alike word. You'll be correct more often than you think. And when you read familiar-looking words in Spanish, you'll be able to guess what they mean. Michelle Thomas always encouraged us to do this, to guess words, but never structure. Okay, 
Here are some more handy ABLE words. How would you say passable? Pasable. Yes, pasable with one stingy S. And if to navigate is navegar, N-A-V-E-G-A-R, how would you say navigable? Right, navegable. If the Spanish word for river is rio, spelled R-I accent O, and far away is lejos, L-E-J-O-S, how would you say the river is navigable, but it is very far away? Let's break it up. First, the river is navigable would be... El río es navegable. Yes, el río es navegable. But it is very far away. Pero está muy lejos. Yes, pero está muy lejos. So putting it all together, the river is navigable, but it is very far away would be... El río es navegable, pero está muy lejos. Yes, el río es navegable, pero está muy lejos. Note that we use a star and not ser when we talk about location, where something physically is. Okay, let's move on. If the word for dog is perro, in Spanish spelled P-E-R-R-O, that R, think of a dog growling, that R, how would you say, your dog is adorable? Uh, but wait, I need to make it clear whether you're speaking to a close friend or whether you need to be more formal and use usted or ustedes. In his courses, Michelle Thomas would prompt you with friend, Roberto, or Roberta, when he wanted you to use the informal endings with their soft S sound, like tienes or puedes. So here's what I propose. Unless I prompt you with friend, or Roberto, or Roberta, Please use the formal usted or ustedes endings. You need not say tú for the informal or usted or señor, since in most cases you will be understood. The endings will be enough. Okay, let's return to our example. How would you say your dog is adorable? Su perro es adorable. Yes. Su perro es adorable. A very useful phrase for little old ladies walking poodles, but not recommended for policemen with large dogs. Now, if you are speaking with Roberta, your friend, how would you say, your dog is adorable? Tu perro es adorable. Right. Tu perro es adorable. Now that we've sampled some handy IBLE and ABLE changes, here's some more good news. In many cases, you can create more ABLE and IBLE words from Spanish verbs. Here's how. You know that Michelle Thomas put all verbs on two tracks, verbs that end in AR and verbs that don't. So to create ABLE words from AR verbs, just remove the AR and add ABLE. Similarly, on the other track, remove the ER or IR 
and add I-B-L-E. This little trick works pretty well most of the time, and when it doesn't, your listeners will soon set you straight, probably with an appreciative smile at your creativity in Spanish. Okay, let's practice some of these. If dudar means to doubt, then something doubtful is dudable. Now you try. If negar is to negate or to deny, then something that can be negated or denied is, of course, negable. If soportar, S-O-P-O-R-T-A-R, means to bear, then something bearable would be, right, soportable. Now, if the music is la música, one of those easy look-alike words in Spanish, how would you say, the music is tolerable, but I do not want to recommend this bar to my friends. Let's break it up. First, the music is tolerable would be, la música es tolerable. La música es tolerable. But I do not want to recommend this bar to my friends. In Spanish, a bar is a bar is a bar. However, you must be agreeable. So this bar is este bar, the masculine. My, in this case, is mis, to agree with friends. Okay, being your most agreeable self, how would you say, but I do not want to recommend this bar to my friends? Pero no quiero recomendar este bar a mis amigos. Good. Pero no quiero recomendar este bar a mis amigos. So once more, the music is tolerable, but I do not want to recommend this bar to my friends. La música es tolerable, pero no quiero recomendar este bar a mis amigos. Yes, la música es tolerable. Pero no quiero recomendar este bar a mis amigos. Did you guess the word recomendar? It has only one M in stingy Spanish. Moving along, if condenar, C-O-N-D-E-N-A-R, means to condemn, then something worthy of being condemned would be... Condenable. Condenable. And if mudar means to move or to change, then something changeable would be right, mudable. Es mudable means right, it's changeable. Now that you know that dudable means doubtful, how would you say, it is doubtful that my brother can come tonight? Brother is hermano, spelled H-E-R-M-A-N-O. By the way, sister is hermana, while the Spanish word for brothers and sisters is hermanos. You will find words for other family members in the user guide marked with an asterisk. These bonus words round out categories introduced in this vocabulary course, like months of the year, that we do not have the time or space to practice one by one. Feel free to use these bonus words to create examples of your own. Okay, let's get back to work. How would you say, it is doubtful that my brother can come tonight? Watch out here. 
You're expressing doubt, not certainty. Switch tracks. So once again, it is doubtful that my brother can come tonight would be... Es dudable que mi hermano pueda venir esta noche. Yes. Es dudable que mi hermano pueda venir esta noche. You must switch tracks to the command tense. Doubts, emotions, hopes, fears, and wishes, as well as commands, always put you on that other track. Now, with this in mind, how would you say, It is sad that my brother cannot come tonight. Es triste que mi hermano no pueda venir esta noche. Yes, es triste que mi hermano no pueda venir esta noche. And to really fix this in your mind, how would you say, I hope that my sister can come tonight. Well done. Say it for me once more. I hope that my sister can come tonight. Espero que mi hermana pueda venir esta noche. Okay. Espero que mi hermana pueda venir esta noche. Let's try a few more of these transformaciones and learn how to turn them into negatives. For example, avoid to unavoidable. If evitar means to avoid, how would you say avoidable? Right, evitable. And if you want to make these Spanish words negative, just add in up front, just like we do in English. In English, tolerable becomes intolerable. And in Spanish, tolerable becomes intolerable. So if evitable means avoidable, how would you say unavoidable, inevitable? Inevitable. Yes, inevitable. Again, spelled just the same as the English inevitable. Okay, let's use this in a sentence. The Spanish word cambiar, C-A-M-B-I-A-R, means to change. Changes are cambios in Spanish, spelled C-A-M-B-I-O-S. Remember that in Spanish, you almost always have to say the. So changes are literally the changes or los cambios. Okay, here we go. How would you say being your agreeable self? Changes are inevitable. Los cambios son inevitables. Yes, los cambios son inevitables. Again, use that Spanish the that we English speakers often leave out when speaking Spanish. You've probably heard Spanish speakers making the opposite mistake in English when they say the changes are inevitable rather than changes are inevitable. But if you do make this common mistake, don't worry. Spanish speakers will certainly understand you and will probably correct you very politely right on the spot. Here's another A-B-L-E word for you. If the Spanish word for mosquitoes is, you guessed it, los mosquitos, M-O-S-Q-U-I-T-O-S, how would you say, the mosquitoes are intolerable? Los mosquitos son intolerables. Right. Los mosquitos son intolerables, the plural. As Michelle Thomas taught you, it is easy to form plurals in Spanish. In most cases, 
you just add an S or an ES when a noun ends in a consonant. For example, the Spanish word for woman, mujer, becomes mujeres in the plural, M-U-J-E-R-E-S. It ends in a consonant. Just add ES. Okay, the word mosquito also highlights an extremely common Spanish way of conveying that something is a smaller version of another thing in the same category. In this case, the Spanish word for fly is mosca, M-O-S-C-A. By adding ito to the end of this word, you get mosquito, literally a little fly. Here's another example. The Spanish word for a house is una casa, C-A-S-A. But when you add that ita, the feminine, since house is feminine, you get the word casita, which means a charming little house or a cottage. The second way that these little itos and itas are used is to express affection. Often, if a Spanish speaker is referring to his or her son, hijo, H-I-J-O, you will hear mi hijito, H-I-J-I-T-O, for my son, or mi hijita, for my daughter. To pronounce these little endings well, you literally have to open your mouth in a smile. What could be more affectionate? By the way, these itos and itas are also used to create nicknames. So if Juan is John, how would you say Johnny? Juanito. But let's get back to those ABLEs. I've saved the best for last. If besar means to kiss, how would you say, talking about your latest heartthrob, he is very kissable? Él es muy besable. Indeed, él es muy besable. This expression may also come in handy someday, but use it very carefully or as the Spanish would say, con mucho cuidado, with lots of care. What about some more ibles? If creer, C-R-E-E-R, means to believe, and leer, L-E-E-R, means to read, how would you say, this book is very credible, but I do not want to read it? Let's break this up. First, This book is very credible would be Este libro es muy creíble. Did I trick you? Did you say credible? You would have been understood, but remember, you have to form these words by taking off the ER and adding IBLE. So from creer, you create creíble. This book is very credible becomes Este libro es muy creíble. And what about, but I do not want to read it. Pero no quiero leerlo. Pero no quiero leerlo. You just hook on that lo for book. Or you can put it way up front. No lo quiero leer. So once again, how would you say, this book is very credible, but I do not want to read it. Este libro es muy creíble, pero no quiero leerlo. Yes, 
Este libro es muy creíble, pero no quiero leerlo. Here's another one. As you know, vender means to sell. So how would you say sellable or marketable? Vendible. Vendible. If this car is este coche, C-O-C-H-E, and new is nuevo, N-U-E-V-O, how would you say this car is new and is very sellable? Este coche es nuevo y muy vendible. Yes. Este coche es nuevo y muy vendible. Now, in Latin America, you may also hear the word carro or even auto as an automóvil. These easy look-alike words are truly on the tip of your tongue, so use them. Okay. If romper, R-O-M-P-E-R, means to break, what is breakable? Rompible. Rompible. Now, if the Spanish for a plate or dish is plato, spelled P-L-A-T-O, and viejo, V-I-E-J-O, is old, how would you say, this plate is breakable? It is very old. Este plato es rompible. Es muy viejo. Yes. Este plato es rompible. Es muy viejo. So be careful with this plate, or cuidado, as we would say in Spanish. Now, if definir means to define, what I-B-L-E word can you create? Good. Definible, as in a definable situation. That's what I call a good grown-up word. Definable. Definible. Michelle Thomas always liked me to teach these grown-up words to avoid what he called baby talk. So in this spirit of using some rather sophisticated words from time to time, how would you say flexible in Spanish? Right. Flexible. Say it for me again. Flexible. Flexible. Nice. Flexible. And inflexible? Inflexible. Yes. Flexible and inflexible. And how would you say compatible and incompatible? Compatible. Incompatible. Right. Compatible and incompatible. Not your everyday words, perhaps, but you already know them and should feel free to use them with confidence. And to really impress your Spanish-speaking friends, using the similar word computadores for computers, and being your agreeable self, how would you say, these computers are incompatible? Estos computadores son incompatibles. Estos computadores son incompatibles. In some countries, you may also hear computadora, the feminine, while in Spain, the word for computer is ordenador, O-R-D-E-N-A-D-O-R. As they say, variety is the spice of life. Okay, and while we're at it with grown-up words, how would you say, it's improbable, 
but this situation is miserable. Es improbable, pero esta situación es miserable. That's a good one. Es improbable, pero esta situación es miserable. Okay, back to basics and the everyday. You already know that beber means to drink. So if wine is vino, V-I-N-O, how would you say, this wine is not very good, but it is drinkable? Let's break it up. First, this wine is not very good would be... Este vino no es muy bueno. Yes. Este vino no es muy bueno, but it is drinkable. Pero es bebible. Pero es bebible. So once again, how would you say, This wine is not very good, but it is drinkable. Did you get this? Hope so. Este vino no es muy bueno, pero es bebible. Can you please say it for me once more? Este vino no es muy bueno, pero es bebible. Este vino no es muy bueno, pero es bebible. As you can see, creating these hables and ibles will help you build your Spanish vocabulary exponentially. Now that you've learned all about ibles and hables, it's time to learn some more simple transformaciones that convert everyday English words into their Spanish equivalents, or vice versa, now that your Spanish is moving along so rapidamente. Do you remember Michelle Thomas teaching you that English words ending in A-N-T and E-N-T become A-N-T-E and E-N-T-E in Spanish? Let's review some, like importante. It's importante for you to have them on the tip of your tongue. Let's begin. How would you say in Spanish, It's not very important for me. But it is very important for you, Roberto. Think it through and use the familiar para ti since you're talking to Roberto. Okay, once again. It's not very important for me, but it is very important for you, Roberto. No es muy importante para mí, pero es muy importante para ti, Roberto. Yes, no es muy importante para mí. Pero es muy importante para ti, Roberto. Since Roberto is your close friend, you use the familiar. He'd think you were angry with him if you didn't. Okay, let's move on. In Spanish, the expression, what a shame, is que lastima, spelled K-Q-U-E with an accent, and lastima, L-A-S-T-I-M-A with an accent over the first day, lastima. So how would you say, what a shame, this restaurant is not very good? Qué lastima, este restaurante no es muy bueno. Yes, qué lastima, este restaurante no es muy bueno. And how would you say, wine is very abundant in Spain? Your turn to lead. And be sure to watch out for that Spanish the again. Wine is very abundant in Spain. Good for you. 
El vino es muy abundante en España. Can you say this for me once again? Wine is very abundant in Spain. El vino es muy abundante en España. Okay. El vino es muy abundante en España. We need to use that the, in this case el, because vino is masculine. Now, do you remember Michelle Thomas telling you that in Spanish, you never begin a word with sc, st, or sp? You must use an e before that s. That's why Spain becomes España, student, estudiante, school, escuela, stupid, estúpido, and writer, escritor. Think of scribe to help you remember the word to write in Spanish, which is escribir. Okay, here's another handy trick. Lots of verbs on the AR track are very fond of our little friend ante, A-N-T-E, ante. And since over 90% of all Spanish verbs belong to the AR track, this little transformación is very useful indeed. Here's how it works. For example, the Spanish for to participate is participar, spelled P-A-R-T-I-C-I-P-A-R. So if you want to create the Spanish word for participant, just take off the A-R and add ante. Thus, someone who is participating is a participante. Now, if alarmar means to alarm in Spanish, how would you say alarming? Alarmante. Right. Alarmante. Hopefully, you won't need to use this word. And you may be wondering why we're even bothering to learn it. Good question. Again, the answer is that you already know it. You don't need to memorize it. And you don't want to be limited to baby talk. Just make an educated guess when words sound and look the same, and most of the time, you'll get that ball over the net. In other words, you'll be understood, just like Michelle Thomas always said. So in this spirit of unlocking what you already know, how would you say, this situation is very alarming, and I want to avoid it? Let's break it up. First, this situation is very alarming would be... Esta situación es muy alarmante. Yes, esta situación es muy alarmante. And I want to avoid it. Y quiero evitarla. Y quiero evitarla. Did you remember to be agreeable in Spanish and use la for la situación? If so, good for you. So once more, this situation is very alarming and I want to avoid it. Esta situación es muy alarmante y quiero evitarla. Yes, esta situación es muy alarmante y quiero evitarla. And if you want to say, I want to avoid it right now, the Spanish expression for right now is ahora mismo, spelled A-H-O-R-A, then mismo, M-I-S-M-O. So how would you say, I want to avoid it right now? 
Quiero evitarla ahora mismo. Quiero evitarla ahora mismo. Now, if the Spanish word to penetrate is penetrar, how would you say penetrating? Penetrante. Yes, penetrante. Another sophisticated adult word, and why not? You may not yet be fluent in Spanish, but you're definitely on the ball and know a lot more Spanish than you think. So let's unlock that storehouse of Spanish inside you that is just waiting to get out. Okay, back to work. If fascinar is to fascinate, can you guess the Spanish for fascinating? Fascinante. Of course, fascinante. And how would you say this, Roberta? Fascinante. Okay. And what about tolerant? Good for you, tolerante. So how would you say it is important to be tolerant? Right. Es importante ser tolerante. Let's hear it once more. Es importante ser tolerante. Indeed it is. Es importante ser tolerante. Listen to those antes. To paraphrase Henry Higgins in My Fair Lady, I think you've got it. By George, you've got it. Here are some ENT words in English that become ENTE words in Spanish. For example, different, diferente. So if the Spanish word for better is mejor, spelled M-E-J-O-R, how would you say, this is a different situation, but it is better this way? Esta es una situación diferente, pero es mejor así. Yes. Esta es una situación diferente, pero es mejor así. You were agreeable and used esta with situación. As Michelle Thomas pointed out, all these ION and CION and SION words are feminine. So be agreeable and use esta, okay? But if there is more than one situation, you must say estas situaciones. Okay, what's the Spanish for evident? Of course, evidente. Say it for me again. Evidente. Yes, evidente. And what about urgent? Right, urgente. So how would you say, it is evident that the political situation is urgent and the president is incompetent? Let's break it down. First, it's evident that the political situation is urgent. Es evidente que la situación política es urgente. Yes. Es evidente que la situación política es urgente. And the president is incompetent. Y el presidente es incompetente. Yes. Y el presidente es incompetente. So once more, it is evident that the political situation is urgent and the president is incompetent. Es evidente 
que la situación política es urgente y el presidente es incompetente. Wow, that's a lot of entes. Es evidente que la situación política es urgente y el presidente es incompetente. Were you agreeable? Did you put política after situación? Good for you. In Spanish, the word order changes. It's the situation political. You'll get used to this. I'm sure you will. Okay, building on this example, how would you say, I knew that the situation was not permanent? Sabía que esta situación no era permanente. Right. Sabía que esta situación no era permanente. Remember that a state of mind, like knowing or wanting, is rarely a dot in the past. It is a long line with those aba and ia endings. Note that our friend the verb ser is being his usual irregular and difficult self. In this case, it's era. As I suggested earlier, please review your Michelle Thomas Spanish courses if you're unsure about items being reintroduced here. When I taught with Michelle Thomas, this was standard practice. Okay, now how would you say, in the present situation, it is important to be here? En la situación presente, es importante estar aquí. Yes, en la situación presente, es importante estar aquí. No need to worry about feminine or masculine words like presente, but you do need to be agreeable and use the plural if there is more than one situation. Here's another example. How would you say, Maria left because she knew that this session was not important? Maria salió porque sabía que esta sesión no era importante. Right. Maria salió porque sabía que esta sesión no era importante. Good for you if you use salió, which is the dot past that describes an action completed at a specific point in time. But for that state of mind, she knew it. She knew it all the time. You must use sabía. And by the way, did you guess the word sesión, spelled with one stingy S, and with an accent over the O? Extra points for you if you did. Remember Michelle Thomas telling you that there are nearly 1,200 nouns in English that end in I-O-N, and that they mean the same thing in Spanish, and that the only thing that changes is the pronunciación. These words are all feminine and all have an accent over the final O because they defy the nose rule. With so many of these words on the tip of your tongue, estas transformaciones will really increase your vocabulario in Spanish. They are a booster rocket lifting you up to new levels of fluency. Okay, let's begin with a quick review of some familiar examples. All English words ending in T-I-O-N become C-I-O-N, C-I-O with an accent N, Sion words in Spanish. So how would you say condition? Condición. Yes, condición. 
but chances are, when you use it, you'll need to say la condición to use that Spanish the. Now, what is the Spanish for? The confirmation of the reservation. Good. La confirmación de la reservación. Let's listen to Roberto and Roberta say this. La confirmación de la reservación. La confirmación de la reservación. Yes. La confirmación de la reservación. Same phrase, slightly different accents. And how would you say attention? Good. Atención. And formation. Of course. Atención. Formación. And so on and so forth. If the Spanish for to pay attention to is prestar atención a, literally to lend attention, prestar spelled P-R-E-S-T-A-R, how would you say, it is necessary to pay attention to the formation of these transformations? Let's break it up. First, it is necessary to pay attention. Es necesario prestar atención. Es necesario prestar atención to the formation of these transformations. A la formación de estas transformaciones. Yes, a la formación de estas transformaciones. So, take a deep breath and tell me again in Spanish. It is necessary to pay attention to the formation of these transformations. Es necesario prestar atención a la formación de estas transformaciones. Wow, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Es necesario prestar atención a la formación de estas transformaciones. Note that attention has only one stingy T in Spanish. Okay. In Spanish, to attend is asistir, spelled A-S-I-S-T-I-R, and it needs its little helper, a, as in asistir a. So how would you say, my intentions are good, but I cannot attend this convention in Madrid? First, my intentions are good. Mis intenciones son buenas. Right. Mis intenciones son buenas, but I cannot attend this convention in Madrid. Pero no puedo asistir a esta convención en Madrid. Yes. Pero no puedo asistir a esta convención en Madrid. So once again, my intentions are good, but I cannot attend this convention in Madrid. Mis intenciones son buenas. Pero no puedo asistir a esta convención en Madrid. Yes. Mis intenciones son buenas, pero no puedo asistir a esta convención en Madrid. Did you take your time and think it through? Intentions is plural. So we need to use mis and buenas. Spanish words are always very agreeable when it comes to the singular or plural, feminine or masculine. You'll get the knack of this with practice. I guarantee you. Now, how would you say, the association has a celebration? 
La asociación tiene una celebración. Good. La asociación with one stingy S tiene una celebración. Once again, Spanish is stingy with its consonants. Asociación has only one S. But Spanish can be pretty generous with its C's. There are a lot of C-I-O-N words, C-O-N words, that use two C's. Words like acción for action, convicción for conviction, infección for infection, construcción for construction, and satisfacción for satisfaction, to cite only a few. Note that most of these two C words come from English words spelled with a C before the T-I-O-N, like attraction, spelled A-T-T-R-A-C-T-I-O-N. Speaking of which, can you guess how to say fatal attraction in Spanish? It's atracción fatal, just as you probably guessed. Okay, what's the Spanish word for direction? Dirección. Right. Dirección. It has two C's in Spanish and is a word you'll use a lot because it also means address, as in a street address. So how would you say, I do not have Roberta's address? No tengo la dirección de Roberta. No tengo la dirección de Roberta. Note that you say, the address of Roberta in Spanish. La dirección de Roberta. In which case, how would you say, I don't have Roberto's address? No tengo la dirección de Roberto. Right. No tengo la dirección de Roberto. That apostrophe S in English becomes de, D-E in Spanish. So Harry's bar becomes el bar de Harry. Okay, take your time and think things through. Michelle Thomas was very insistente about this. Now in Spanish, funcionar, F-U-N-C-I-O-N-A-R, means to work or to function. How would you say, my father's car is not working? El coche de mi padre no funciona. Yes, El coche de mi padre no funciona. And what about, I do not have the translation. Careful here. Translation is one of Michelle Thomas's exceptions. It's a false friend. T-R-A-D-U-C-C-I-O-N is translation in Spanish. La traducción. So once again, I do not have the translation would be. Good for you. No tengo la traducción. Please say it again. I do not have the translation. No tengo la traducción. No tengo la traducción with those two C's. And by the way, the Spanish word for explanation is another false friend. The correct word for explanation in Spanish is explicación. You may also hear aclaración used here. Think of the English to clarify. It's one of my obsesiones that you avoid using these false friends. After all, you're not just another turista out there. Okay, enough said. 
There are literally hundreds of words that end in ION in Spanish. So how would you say, my pronunciation is very good thanks to Roberto and Roberta? Mi pronunciación es muy buena gracias a Roberto y a Roberta. Yes, mi pronunciación es muy buena gracias a Roberto y a Roberta. In fact, they illustrate your two pronunciation options, or dos opciones, Castilian or Latin American Spanish. Now let's review some English words that end in S-I-O-N. These are also the same in Spanish, and all you have to do to transformar them into Spanish is to pronounce them correctly and place an accent over that final O. They are all feminine. The only minor difference, as you know, is that Spanish is often stingy, so words like expression become expresión with only one S. Let's practice some. If the Spanish for too much is demasiado, spelled D-E-M-A-S-I-A-D-O, how would you say, It is my impression that you work too hard, Roberta. Note the prompt, you're talking to a friend, Roberta. Once again, it is my impression that you work too hard, Roberta. Es mi impresión que trabajas demasiado, Roberta. Yes, es mi impresión que trabajas demasiado, Roberta. Don't forget that familiar, that S in trabajas. After all, Roberta is your close friend. Think of that S as making you sound sweeter, softer, more friendly. By the way, you could also say, Es mi impresión que estás trabajando demasiado, Roberta, if you want to convey the sense of, right now, at this very moment, Roberta's in the process of working too hard. Nadie, spelled N-A-D-I-E, means no one or nobody in Spanish. And as you know, I, H-A-Y, means there is or there are. So how would you say, there's a lot of confusion because no one can take a decision? Hay mucha confusión porque nadie puede tomar una decisión. Right. Hay mucha confusión porque nadie puede tomar una decisión. Did you notice that in Spanish, you do not make, you take a decision? Okay, how about this one? If a disaster in Spanish is un desastre, spelled D-E-S-A-S-T-R-E, and as you know, funcionar means to work or to function, then how would you say, It's a disaster. My television does not work well, and the reception is horrible. Let's build this piece by piece. First, it's a disaster would be... Es un desastre. Yes, es un desastre. My television does not work well. Well is bien, B-I-E-N. So once again, my television does not work well would be... Mi televisión no funciona bien. Mi televisión no funciona bien. And the reception is horrible. Y la recepción es horrible.
y la recepción es horrible. Now let's put it all together. It's a disaster. My television doesn't work well, and the reception is horrible. Es un desastre. Mi televisión no funciona bien, y la recepción es horrible. Es un desastre. Mi televisión no funciona bien, funciona bien, y la recepción es horrible. What a shame. Qué lástima. This could be really a disaster for Roberto, because he'll miss his favorite program, Mission Impossible. What would Mission Impossible be in Spanish? Misión Imposible. Misión Imposible, with one stingy S in Spanish. Misión, with one stingy S. Imposible, with one stingy S. But as you can see, our misión is not imposible, thanks to these handy transformaciones. Okay, how would you say vision? Visión. Of course, visión. And depression? Right, depresión with one stingy S. And expansion? Good for you, expansión. And what about extension? Yes, extensión. Can you say them again? Expansion, extension. Expansión, extensión. Okay. Now, if como se dice means how do you say, and the Spanish word for English is inglés, spelled I-N-G-L-E-S with an accent over the E, what's the Spanish for this question? How would you say invasion in English? ¿Cómo se dice invasión en inglés? Yes. ¿Cómo se dice invasión en inglés? Se dice invasion, right? We don't want you losing your English now, do we? So once in a while, we'll throw in a reverse translation, just for fun. Well, we certainly cannot practice all of these S-I-O-N words with precisión. There's so many of them. But I have come to the conclusión that you can now create many more on your own. Please take this into consideración, okay? If nuclear is the same in Spanish, only pronounced nuclear, and dangerous is peligroso, spelled P-E-L-I-G-R-O-S-O, then how would you say nuclear fission can be very dangerous? La fisión nuclear puede ser muy peligrosa. So true. La fisión nuclear puede ser muy peligrosa. Again, Spanish uses the, where we in English do not. La fisión nuclear puede ser muy peligrosa. Indeed, es un problema para todas las naciones, ¿verdad? It's a problem for all nations, right? And here's another new word, problema, P-R-O-B-L-E-M-A. Now, as you know, most Spanish words ending in A are feminine. However, you need to know that words like problema, which comes from Greek, are masculine. These are problema words. These are exceptions. Keeping this in mind, how would you say, it's a problem?
Es un problema. Of course. Es un problema. Now, you may never have an ocasión to expresar su opinión about matters nuclear, but isn't it good to know you could if you wanted to? There's no reason to limit yourself to baby talk. Remember, with these transformaciones, you already know literally hundreds of words that are not in everyday use, but have a way of popping up in real-life conversaciones. Why not use and enjoy them? They are already on the tip of your tongue, just waiting to become part of your very own vocabulario en español. Let's move on to another one of Michelle Thomas's favorite transformaciones. Remember him telling you that words that end in ence and ance in English become encia and ancia words in Spanish, encia and ansia. Well, they do, and there are lots of these too. First, a quick review. If influence is influencia in Spanish, what is difference? Of course. Diferencia. Once again, please. Diferencia. Yes. Diferencia. With one F in stingy Spanish. Using comprender for to understand, how would you say, there is a difference here that I do not understand? Got that? Hay una diferencia aquí que no comprendo. And what's the Spanish for preference? Good, preferencia. So how would you say, speaking to a friend, do you have a preference? Yes, ¿tienes una preferencia? Let's listen to you say this once more. ¿Tienes una preferencia? Okay, ¿tienes una preferencia? And how would you say, speaking to a friend and expressing an emotion, hope? I hope that you don't have a preference, using that go-go verb tener. Espero que no tengas una preferencia. Yes, espero que no tengas una preferencia. Hoping always triggers the command tense. And those go-go verbs go gaga on you in the command tense. So how would you say, I hope that you don't have a preference, señor, because I do not want to take a decision. Espero que no tenga una preferencia, señor, porque no quiero tomar una decisión. Yes. Espero que no tenga una preferencia, señor, porque no quiero tomar una decisión. Now, if ciudad, spelled C-I-U-D-A-D, means city, how would you say, violence can be a problem in many cities? The Spanish word for in is en, spelled E-N. So once again, how would you say, Violence can be a problem in many cities. La violencia puede ser un problema en muchas ciudades. La violencia puede ser un problema en muchas ciudades. Again, Spanish uses that the, where we would not in English. Did you notice how agreeable Spanish is? 
we need to use muchas to match ciudades, a feminine plural. Back to problema. Here are a few more examples of some everyday words that look feminine, but are all masculine in Spanish. If a map is un mapa, spelled M-A-P-A, what would be the Spanish for the climate? El clima. Of course, el clima. And the telegram? Good for you. El telegrama. But this word may soon go the way of the dodo bird, since virtually no one sends telegrams anymore thanks to email. By the way, the Spanish for email is correo electrónico, literally electronic mail. Let's look at a few more of those problema words, okay? What's a poet in Spanish? Of course, un poeta. Would you please say this once more for me? Un poeta. Yes, un poeta. And the Spanish for the system? Good. El sistema, spelled S-I-S-T-E-M-A. Since Spanish is phonetic, you spell words just like you pronounce them. Don't you wish English worked this way? Okay. Let's use some of these new transformaciones in some sentences. How would you say, It is not a coincidence that poets and political systems are incompatible. Let's break it down and be sure to be agreeable. First, it is not a coincidence. No es una coincidencia. No es una coincidencia. That poets and political systems? Again, Spanish speakers will say the poets and the political systems. Once again, that poets and political systems? Que los poetas y los sistemas políticos Que los poetas y los sistemas políticos are incompatible. Son incompatibles. Yes, son incompatibles. Now let's try it again. It is no coincidence that poets and political systems are incompatible. No es una coincidencia que los poetas y los sistemas políticos son incompatibles. No es una coincidencia que los poetas y los sistemas políticos son incompatibles. In this case, you're expressing your strong opinion. However, if you're not certain or you want to appear less opinionated, you can use the command tense, which we will review in much detail in our next course segment. Returning to those masculine words ending in A, if you want to say a few poets, you must use unos poetas. And watch out for water, which is el agua in Spanish. Before we move on, here's one word that looks masculine, but is actually feminine in Spanish. That is the Spanish word for hand, which is la mano, spelled just as it sounds, M-A-N-O. 
To offer a hand is an idiomatic expression common to both Spanish and English. But in Spanish, you do not offer a hand, you give a hand using the verb dar. So if, in Latin American Spanish, a boy is a muchacho, spelled M-U-C-H-A-C-H-O, how would you say, all the boys lend a hand? Todos los muchachos dan una mano. Yes, todos los muchachos dan una mano. You could also lend a hand in Spanish using the verb echar, E-C-H-A-R, as in todos los muchachos echan una mano. Okay, now if we use las muchachas for a group consisting only of girls, what Spanish word do you use for a mixed group of boys and girls? Los muchachos. Right. Los muchachos. Always the masculine plural for a mixed group, as Michelle Thomas pointed out. Masculine wins, such as life, or así es la vida, as we would say in Spanish. One final observation here. In Spain, while you will be understood if you use the word muchacho, you are more likely to hear the word chico. C-H-I-C-O for boy. Both are correct.